Hello, spreaders, and welcome to The Spread. This is Season 5, and I am your host, Kaz. On this episode, we will be joined by Jules from the Over 25 channel. If you guys are not following, please be sure to tune in. It is one of the biggest YouTube channels that we have here in Kenya. And also Daniela, who is a great friend of mine who works at our studio, Shakti Studios. She's our um, social media guru. In this episode, we will be discussing all kinds of relationship breakups. We all know what that feels like. So from work partnerships to romantic relationships to friendships, everything in this episode is completely relatable so i urge you to stick around till the very end grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and join us as we get into it it's a vibe don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts okay let's get into it looking for something that's right in front of me First of all, I just want to say that I got my girls to come and record this podcast because this conversation has, I think it weighs heavy on so many people's minds and it's something that we don't discuss often enough. There is not like support groups or anything. So the topic of today is breakups. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so I'm actually just going to start by allowing you guys to introduce yourselves. Let's start with you, Jules, and then um, you, Daniela. All right. Hi, Kaz. Hi. And hi, the people of The Spread podcast. Yeah. This is my first time on The Spread, but I'm a huge, huge fan. I've been following you right from your episode one. I was like, what? Oh my gosh, that's real love. Yeah, you're one of the OGs in this space. For sure. In Kenya. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jules from Over 25 <laughs> or my tiny little channel or Jules Ha on Instagram, wherever you might be following me from. That's where I'm at. And, I uh, always say under 25. It's the wrong thing. It's over. Over it's 25. Over. Babe, we cannot be doing under 25. We passed. <laughs> yeah. It's a long time ago. We can't. We can't. You're right. You're right. I apologize. Yes. Yeah. Um, Daniela? Brilliant. Uh, my name is Daniela Morgan. I am a digital marketer and influencer. I also have worked with you, Kaz, before at Shakti Studio. Absolutely. Y'all need to come to Shakti. Yeah, you guys need to come to Shakti to learn a thing or two about aerial disciplines, yoga, amongst so much more. Uh, thank you for having me at the Spread Pod. I have browsed through your content and I absolutely love it. Oh my gosh, like all the unconventional topics, how open of a space it is. And I'm so glad to be occupying it today. Yay, thank you. Yeah. First of all, Daniela, I feel like you're one of the most eloquent people that I know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and <laughs> if this is not a sign for you to start a podcast, I don't know what is. I, right? Yeah. Right? You I need agree. to, you re honestly, honestly think <laughs> you deserve to pursue this a little bit further. further. Yes. Right. Even yeah. with that intro, I was like, wow, did you prep? Right? No, not, this, is, this is just winging it, man. <laughs> Either a podcast My, or you I'm need to be on radio. <laughs> Yeah, radio or podcast. Yes, yes. I've gotten yes. some compliments over my voice. Somebody needs like, to hear you yes. and take you, even your voice. Speak yeah. like honey. Speak to me. <laughs> okay, so because we're talking about breakups, there's three different points that I'm going to be touching on. One is relationship breakups, romantic breakups. One is business partnership breakups. Oh, and one is friendship breakups, which I think like oh, hit harder. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they to be hard. honest, my most painful breakups have been friendship breakups, mm. more than romantic breakups. Yeah, I concur. 
But I want to start with the romantic aspect of everything and asking each of you, like, how important is a romantic relationship in your life? Let me go with this one. Yeah, <laughs> take it away. Honestly speaking, romantic relationships, I don't know why I feel so, like, ugh, saying this, but they actually are really, really important to me. Uh, personally, I've been in, like, three long-term relationships, and they've all been very pivotal in just... um helping with like my communication my intimacy just having a person that's your person I'm just like a one person person because I don't really have a large group of friends so once I date someone they kind of become like my three-in-one my best friend like you know my 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 banter buddy my cuddle buddy my everything so Mm. I won't lie like I do prioritize romantic relationships maybe a little bit more than I should but Mm. I'm just a lover so that's who I am yeah (laughs) Yeah. I can understand that and Jules had something to say but I was just like I'm not going to be a therapist today. <laughs> with that with that whole statement, you're yes. like, ooh, I'm seeing a lot of codependent like, yes, undertones. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like, ooh, girl, girl, we need to work on that. Yeah. Yes, I That's heard, why I was I a little heard. bit cringy I'm when I like, said it. It makes sense to me as well because, like, I'm highly codependent and all of my partners know this. So I'm like, I'm really open about that. Like empath struggles. Yeah. Empath struggles. Empath struggles. Yes. Yes. I, I, I believe so. Okay. I, I honestly see a pattern with us empaths. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's one of, and the same thing. Codependent people people become empathetic as opposed to empathetic people being codependent yeah because codependency is oh, see here i go with my therapy yeah go ahead that um, that's very inter- i want to hear what you have to say yeah. is more f- uh based on your attachment styles mm. yeah so if you're an avoidant or anxious attachment person then you're more likely codependent which means that you grew up not getting as much attention or right, love as you wanted right, when you were right. in a, a child. child and then also that means that you're a lot more empathetic because you're able to feel when people have suffering because mm. you've suffered before so you can mm. be more empathetic towards other people and that's where the empathy comes yeah. in oh that's interesting because i would have thought it's the other way around that empaths tend to be codependent because i feel like being an empath doesn't necessarily come from childhood experiences the way being a codependent does mm-hmm. for me i feel like empaths it's inherent it's something that you know some people are just born born I, that way mm-hmm, okay. I don't think so I don't in, think in empaths are something. born have you guys ever heard of the quote you seek your parents and your partners you of know? course yeah. yeah so subconsciously so I feel like it's stuff that's internalized mm. and absorbed mm. and here we are <laughs> yeah. yeah so for How me I guess you, yeah. I'm both I'm an empath which I didn't know I was until last year I've said this before on my other platforms I sought the services of a psychic medium and yeah yeah we did a one hour call and towards the end of the call he'd been talking throughout the call like oh you need to focus on your gifts that's where the world needs you right now gifts 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 so at the end i was like listen you've been talking about my gifts what are these gifts so he listed them and one of them was being an empath in fact he said empath he's an american i was like is that an american way to say empath (laughs) um he's like you're an empath empathy so sometimes you feel things a bit too much and also your thinking mind da 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 I was like, am I really an empath? I'd read about empaths. Mm-hmm. And the first time I, I came across that term, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to read about this. I feel like I'm an empath. And then when I went online, I was like, nah, I'm not an empath. Turns out I am. But in terms of codependency, I need to learn what it is. I've read about it, but it's mostly negative. It is negative. It's well, negative. It's the opposite of independence. Okay. Right? Exactly. And codependency, um, a lot of people have described it as why won't you love me? Mm. If you were to put it in one phrase, it stems from childhood trauma um, and relationships oh, with your parents. Is because Can we say shit? 
You can say whatever fuck okay. you want. Okay, so, right. fuck you want. <laughs> oh shit, I am codependent. You're describing me. Yeah, because it's that. Why wouldn't you love me? Yeah. It's like you never feel loved enough. And even if they love you, you're still like, but yes, do you still yeah. exactly? Yeah. Because you don't believe what people are saying yeah. to you because yeah. you have experienced something different. Oh my and god. And therefore, by definition. <laughs> You know, because you don't trust others, you can't trust yourself. So, you know, you also tend to just be very shifty with, with your decision making. Mm. You know, you're just never really too sure. It can be really heinous traits to have and, and to unlearn as yes. well. You know, it also can be categorized as being an HSP, you know, a highly sensitive person. Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. I've read the book on that. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting and fun facts to do with that. Mm. You know? yeah. So in terms of relationships, um, how I prioritize them in my life, it's like at the top of the list for mm. me um but i haven't been as lucky as daniela to have stable romantic relationships the last long-term relationship <laughs> i was in <laughs> i think she's ta- daniela has taken it back yeah i have rearranged my face yes, when she yes. said that. I was like, oh no no girl oh no <laughs> no they definitely had been a reflection of like she said like inner childhood problems oh, okay. inner childhood struggles. Been long time i've just had like especially yeah. throughout my 20s it was always yeah. like nothing got past six seven months mm, and really? most of them most of them would go between two to three months and it was mm. like always like that and i was like yeah. what the fuck am i doing wrong yeah. is it me or is it the partners i'm picking and just today i was talking about it on my page people talk about trauma a lot but i would like to do some research on relationship trauma and not what we know as relationship trauma as in gender-based violence or maybe rape or something mm. like that but maybe just like you know you're with partners who are constantly lying to you or mm. cheating on you yeah. and you're, you're highly suspicious trauma. exactly emotional mm. trauma and then you carry that to your healthy relationships even mm. when things are going right you're just like but you know yeah because you're always There's an insecurity yeah so I, I, I've noticed that as a, yeah. as a trend within myself when something happens I remember this happened this person That's and true. I didn't know so now let me you know protect myself mm-hmm. so yes in terms of relationships that are at the top there but I wouldn't say I've had healthy, healthy romantic relationships, even mm-hmm. though that's what I yearn and I think that's what I, I can offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah. I crave. Yeah. And, and even just to like demethetize something, you know how you just um, kind of assume like, okay, she's been in three long term relationships, they obviously must be good. Mm. Just because they're long term doesn't, doesn't mean, mean they're, they're good. Because the art of letting go or knowing when to leave a relationship has been a struggle for me. So just because <laughs> they've been long term, it's because of like my attachment style. It's just like, you don't want to let this person so go. So you two you are literally the, the opposite of each other. Yeah, exactly. Because for me, I, me, I leave. When I see that thing, I'm like, this is the thing I saw, the last relationship, <laughs> and I didn't do anything about, about it, and I didn't land. I just yes. break up. So and I'm like, dissociate. I'm like, I'm not happy no, anymore, so I'm yeah. done. So like 90% of those I relationships. I need to learn. But you see your the thing is, babe, you end mine. up, you leave, right? You leave before you've learned your lesson. And then, because you're a relationship person and you like to be somebody, you jump onto the next thing. And it's like you're in a string of broken relationships. Like, like, it's not good for dating. you. I would, it's, it's, I would rather the long-term yeah. ones. <laughs> I would rather the knowing when to leave ones. Mm-hmm. Also, guys, you don't have to ones. choose between one or the other. There are other options. <laughs> yes, yes, can. Like there are other options. Boiled it down to two. Like, so you do me and I'll do you now. <laughs> there are actually many different... You can pick the relationship that you can actually manifest the relationship yes. that you want. Yes, mm. please teach us how to manifest. Oh, that's such a beautiful way to put it. Like, there is another side yeah. to this. There's, oh, I mean, there is the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Yeah, so let me tell you a little bit about myself. Yes. At the end of 2019, decided that I didn't want to have casual sex anymore. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, I went celibate entirely for the whole year while I manifested the partners that I wanted. One thing that I've decided, even though I could be swayed, but very <laughs> little, and only on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Nice. Yeah. It's because I've already planned my New Year's Eve orgy, so I'm I'm really just like saving. Like I'm just like I, I can't with save. a bang. I can't. I'm ending the year with, with a bang. bang. 
With the bang. The only way the to big, do it. The, the only big way bang. to do it. The big bang. <laughs> this is a big bang theory. Orgy edition. <laughs> so like I decided that I wasn't going to have casual sex. All the sex that I was going to have is going to be relationship sex. And I'm polyamorous. I know you want to talk about this more. Yeah. But we don't we don't want to discuss it now. Okay. okay. But because I'm polyamorous, I have multiple partners. Mm. So I have um, different people that I sleep with. We're all very safe. There's nothing safer in my life than people who are in BDSM kink and people who are in polyamory. I love it. I love it here. <laughs> and so... Uh, I manifested in 2020 what I wanted for my partnerships. And at the end of 2020, my relationship started to come to fruition. I actually did a video on YouTube um, talking about like, this is what I'm manifesting. And I swear, the relationships I have now is yeah. exactly what I had put in that video when I was like, this is what I'm looking for in a relationship. These are the kind of people that I'm existence. Absolutely. And I just like, beautiful. I have the most beautiful relationships right now. Wow. Yeah. So romantic relationships are are very important to me very 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 important to me but so are many other things mm. like i love my work and i love my free time and i love my family yeah. <laughs> you know like i have all of these things that are really prioritized at the top i have had relationships in the past where they took precedent and it's like if you prioritize the romantic relationship then it's like everything else that you do gets based around mm. that relationship. Mm -hmm. So if the relationship isn't working, then you'll find that other things in I'm your not life working. are not working. Yeah, yeah. Also, just exactly. also trying to remind yourself that you need you more than you need these kinds of relationships constantly because that's the most important relationship mm. you have is with yourself. So you kind of sometimes yeah. lose that when you invest too much in something. Yeah. Set yeah. your life around it, you know. Based on your experiences, what would you say are some healthy ways to move through a breakup with a romantic relationship? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these questions and are low dead. Yes, Ooh. and actually even Today just talking hard. about like the right time to leave. Yeah. Or <laughs> is your leaving too soon? Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so... This is based on my experience, obviously, because mm -hmm. having gone through what I've gone through, there's lessons that I've picked up along the way for people who are like me, who are just like, oh, ooh, 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 this is getting, you know, it's getting to that place that I don't like. And then you're like, you bolt because you don't want to be left. Actually, it's, that's the thing. It's like I, I leave because I can see this guy is already checking out or whoever mm -hmm. has checked out before me. So me, I'm out. And this is this is hard. You know, it's easy to give advice, but sometimes in practicality, it's hard when you're in that place of tension mm. to take time and not to make a decision based off of that very heightened state of fear. Because yeah, because by the time you decide to leave, it's not because somebody hasn't picked up your call. It's it's usually a string. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. Exactly. Not, mm. not all your thoughts are facts. Like you have to right. mind yourself that. Yeah. Right. Mm. So it's usually a string of events and it's a pattern I see similar from past relationships. You know, somebody looks like they're starting to check out emotionally. They're not checking in on you. They're doing things and not telling you what's going on. And like, you had a plan and their phone is it's off. The signs. And it's, it's the just signs. like once I see that, instead of going all the way and like trying to investigate and talk to this person and have effective communication, mm. I'm just like, okay, since that's the path you've chosen, mm. let me choose my path alone mm. also. Peace. Peace. Yeah. So you just kill it before it kills you. Yeah, like, I'm exactly. Out. <laughs> um, I'm also, you have to think about the kind of people you're attracted to rather than the people you attract. I know it's, it's a different thing, but for mm. me, it's like the people I'm attracted to. I can see this is somebody who will give me some stability. It's a secure person, mm -hmm. you know? But for some reason, I just, I'm like, oh, this is kind of boring. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and then you see this other guy, he's a bit unhinged, but he has everything else mm -hmm. in his life together. His work is together. He has his money right. Da, da, da. But when it comes to that connection, for me, I, I find myself being attracted to this person who is a bit... Uh, 
he's not a sock. Mm. <laughs> you know, he's he's an avoidant. I feel like I'm attracted to avoidance. People who you have to like mm. dig well, deep yeah. so that you can you get to, to like earn, yeah to, to earn, earn their it. love. Yeah. And it's like when I think about Ooh, it, and I'm like, heavy. yeah. Once I think about it, and you know, they're not evil people. They're dope people. You hang around them, they are, these are very cool peeps. But then when it comes it's to romantic, attraction. yeah, it's just that you you feel like you're the one who's gonna be like, hi. It. How are you? Da, 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 do you want to do this? And it's like, you know, and then the thing is, those significant others, you know, they're attracted to my energy. Yeah. Like, that's the term. Kimbelembele, hype, hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That exuberant energy. And yeah. then you feel like, oh, yes, I'm doing something right. And you're trying to make this person meet you on that level. They'll meet you during the honeymoon phase. But once they get to who they truly are. Mm, once the mask slips. Yeah, <laughs> then now you're, you're left there in your that yeah. kind of level of energy and you're trying to get somebody to be like, hey, is that what's going on? Why? How comes not this? You don't call this much. How comes you didn't invite me for your sister's wedding? And how come, you know, I think the important thing is when you're making that decision to actually think like, I'm coming from a place of heart. How can I be more together <laughs> before yeah. I break up and then effectively communicate? You know what happens when you're upset you go in with the list of wrongdoings eh? like yeah. you know you haven't been calling me and then even the other day when this happened you didn't do this and nowadays you don't even want to you don't want to fuck you know like mm. what's going on and that's how you go in you're going ready for war yeah so i think there's tools that it would be good to have when you're going to break up so when you're leaving you can see this person is actually out Emma, they are in but they don't know how to love how you want to be loved yeah. you know yeah that was brilliantly put um <laughs> <laughs> just chime in <laughs> yeah so uh for me with with my attachment style it and you just what is your attachment style we've talked about attachment styles <laughs> Let me explain it. <laughs> <laughs> from, from what I can gather so far with my <laughs> From what I've gathered. Yeah, I think the years have been alive. <laughs> yes, like 27 years of living. <laughs> what I've seen so far, and I think Kazmi and you chimed in on really important thing for us empaths to always be wary of is narcissists, mm. you know. <laughs> Ooh, narcissistic abuse mm. is, we, is, is an entirely different steed. Narcissists. narcissists. And we are s- attracted it's to true. narcissists yeah. because for me, the thing is, when functionalism doesn't seem appealing to you and you just want chaos, 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 you know, that's the realm I'm always going to. Because just like, if somebody's, it's a nice guy, he's really sweet. I'm just like, oh, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, I don't know. I, w- I want something exciting, bad boy. And he's just like, do you really want that? Because yeah. once now you um, dive into such a relationship because you wanted that like mysterious, like bad mm. boy, like earn their love kind of thing, mm-hmm. then... Now the red flags start to hit, you know, because since you're an empath, they know you're going to just absorb everything. You're just you gonna like, exactly. take everything. You're gonna find and fix. You're trying yeah, you're to gonna, fix you're it. You're a fixer. Yeah. Exactly. You just want to mm. fix everything. So for me, that was just my attachment style. It's basically being attracted to, for lack of a better word, mm. like damaged people or people That's who don't it. have <laughs> it people. all together. Like like not emotionally like nourished men you know yes. people who i feel like like they need a savior they need my guidance you know and and, and you come in the like, empath, you're like the light, i know I'm how light to bring. fix this so i'm gonna fix this nope yeah Sorry. that has never worked in the history of ever working <laughs> yeah <laughs> that has never worked so for me if i had like an outer body experience or if i was mentoring myself I would tell myself that, like, you know, you have to also just stop. Like, before you start dating or pursuing someone, like you said, use the tools. Like, actually get to know this person before just delving in because you're just also excited. maybe attracted, excited, and also attraction. Because, yo, like, sexual chemistry can be very, very deceiving. Yes. Like, very deceiving. Because, you know, you can have, like, a shitty fight or, like, it's been shitty. And then, you know, you guys, like, have a good shag. And then now, 
back to the honeymoon phase yeah. where everything's good. So, you know, sex can be deceiving. The turn up can also be deceiving when you guys yeah. can only bond or vibe out when you're on alcohol or other mind-altering substances. Or when you're around friends. Or when you're around mm. friends. But when you're actually in a room, there's just this whole, like, just... Ooh, like just suffocating silence where yeah. there's just such a disconnect. So for me, it's also just trying to intentionally, like you said, manifest partners that are actually good for me. But before even that, trying to work on the relationship with myself that's attracting these, like the version of myself yeah. that's attracting or attracted to these kinds of people. Also known as healing. Healing, exactly. Healing and learning, doing the work. Because yeah. I can manifest these partners all I want, but if I don't have that kind of relationship with myself... I just feel like it's just a fickle means to an end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I listened to this podcast called The Multi-Amory Podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I think I've spoken about it a few times before. They have a podcast episode called Decoupling, mm. where they talk in depth about different ways in which you could break up. You could have a decoupling. And a so, conscious uncoupling. Yes. <laughs> so I am actually currently in the process of a breakup um, that's been happening for about a month now, maybe a little bit more. But like we speak often, we do the healthy decoupling. Mm. Also, the Multi-Amory podcast has this checklist for communicating with partners mm. which i do every month with my partners it's called radar and you talk about like different aspects of your lives from sex money travel family da 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 so we do this as a monthly checkup in our relationships me and my partners oh, wow. and my different partners yeah. right at different times and even through my decoupling with one of my partners we're still doing radar cuz it's just like checking up on each other we're trying to do it really in the most healthy, healthy. way oh, that wow. we can. Oh, that's interesting because you're saying breaking up for a month. Me, break up in minutes. Like, it's over. <laughs> yeah. And then How it's over. Interesting. Yeah. And there's no healing. You, you, you go your own yeah, way. Yeah, you just go your own way. Go wow. Way. You heal separately. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my last, last long-term relationship with a partner, we did the same thing because mm. we were living in the same house. And then we were like, okay, we're going to do this slowly because we owned many things together. We lived in the same house together. We owned property together and stuff like that. So we were like, okay, we're going to just do this really slowly. Our relationship now has is like phenomenal because of it. And I think if you're trying to maintain that particular aspect of your relationship with a partner, even though it's not immediate, like the friendship part of it is not immediate, there'll be no animosity. When I go through a breakup, I find that in my head, if I create a really horrible <laughs> narrative around yes. my partner. <laughs> Don't we all do that? I feel like I just, it's always, exactly. they're always the villain. Yeah. They're always the villain. But then like, <laughs> even just like where they are, you're just like, I hope they get arrested. <laughs> I hope they are caught during curfew. <laughs> I hope they suffer the way I've suffered. Yes. Exactly. The usual. The usual. But then, and that eats at you. Mm. So instead of doing that, if you do a healthy decoupling with your partner, then you don't have to have all of these like toxic negative voices that, that are constantly. Yeah. Initially hurt you more than they hurt them. Exactly. That's the thing. You also need somebody who's willing, willing to take yeah, that journey with you. That's what I was thinking. And that's how you pick your partners wisely. Right. Right. You need somebody who's uh, consciously yeah, I'll, aware. I'll, that's exactly what I was thinking. Right. Like, yeah. Because me, I'm me. just thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of my my last breakup. I, there, was no, I, there was no conscious decoupling yep, there. No, oh. that's from Julie Wachana. <laughs> it was just, I was like, I don't think this is working. And he's like, yeah, yeah I was too. actually going to say the same to you. And I, <laughs> Let's not even dive into mine. Rubbish. Hate emails and such. I'm, I'm, oh I'm done. Oh emails. 
not <laughs> emails. Yeah, because emails, because you, you want to, yeah, like, block them everywhere. You also want to, oh. <laughs> no, I block them everywhere, true, so I'm just true. getting back-to-back-to-back to back to back emails of ridiculous things. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was not healthy decoupling. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of important, and that's why radar is important for us, for example, mm. is because we talk about those things. One of the list of things to speak about on radar is arguments. Mm. And we also have healthy ways of arguing. Yes. I think that's very important um, yeah. in every relationship. The most important to- tool to have in a relationship, other than the you know communication, da da da, is healthy mm-hmm. conflict resolution. Because mm-hmm. right? no matter how the happy you are, even yeah. if you've never had a fight, like Alicia Keys and what's his name? Swiss Beats. Yeah, Swiss apparently Beats. they've never had a. F- I'm just like what? But I'm sure there's things they I have think, opposing yeah. ideas or mm, opinions yeah. about. So something I feel like you can never avoid in a relationship, whether it's a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship, is conflict. But no one really teaches us how to have healthy conflict resolution. As much as I know that's a thing to have, I, I still don't know how to navigate those waters because I revert to my old ways. When there's beef and I feel like I'm not the, on the wrong, me, I do this thing of I don't talk to you. Like, you know, and that's... Mm. Like the silent treatment. Yeah, the silent treatment. Be... And, and you know, it's so petty, Ooh. but imagine I still do it at my big age i still find myself mm. doing that thing for oh that's what we're doing all right uh, i won't pick your call ego we have yeah to kill our ego. the ego death man I'm, ego death is so i have already cut tolly's book where the ego is still ego there. death is mushrooms right oh shit <laughs> <laughs> but they do say that they do say that about mushrooms yeah but like yeah like you said it's just also the reacting versus responding technique you know just just actually knowing how to like navigate through conflict and just being like this is this is a problem but yeah it's not like you have the problem and i do it's like us versus the problem you know and how do we fix that i, I yeah. wish it, i knew how to do i wish i knew somebody who was like me but they have who, to meet you who, 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 who i think there's a lot of people who are like yeah me. who are like me but then now they can come and say since employing these tools yeah. and applying them into my life mm. i've been able to have healthy conflict resolution is that Teacher? you yes Teacher. please Kaz, <laughs> take, <it forward. laughs> take it away so i have always been petty mu- pet pet petty <laughs> petty what <laughs> yes yes petty labelle petty labelle <laughs> <laughs> i think we all have elements of that yeah. but like i also i've had really unhealthy ways of resolving conflict mm. and like storming off or like even crying for attention oh my or god like, <laughs> let's be honest how many how many of us have done that thing? Ooh, verbal abuse Ooh. yeah that's when i had to unlearn actually that one just was, yeah. toxicity mm-hmm. right Basically. and i think it's just like by my entering into multiple relationships and actively doing polyamory now there's different things that we have to understand about different partners and navigating these different spaces and one of the things that i learned is how to healthily have an argument with your partner mm. and this is the way that you do it okay so you walk into the house and whatever is pissing you off has pissed you off and you're angry and you start and you probably do a little bit of back and forth because it's like why did you do this mm. but i was doing this blah, 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 blah. When you see that it's heightening, stop. You take 20 minutes away, away from each, from other. each yeah. other. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah? yeah. You have to actively, everything. yeah, 20 minutes. <laughs> think about the things that are actually pissing you off. Think about like the things that are really, really pissing you off. Where is it it's really not the fact from? that they left their cup mm. without putting it in the Projection. sink. Projection. Yes. Yeah. So then you come back together after 20 minutes. And what you do is you allow yourselves each three minutes to speak without interruption. Right. So you start. You have three minutes to speak. And then mm. when you're done with your three minutes, we'll do one minute of silence mm. so that I can absorb what you've said. Oh, wow. And yeah. then I do three my minutes. three minutes of speak. 
and then you have like that and One we can keep going until we find a resolution and it works it does yeah, okay. I, the thing is a lot of the time when you're arguing you're not allowing your partner to finish their sentence you're you jumping over them you're jumping over you're biting the because they're saying things that are lies <laughs> so you're even like, me I was like lie. three minutes to not talk I you like, didn't but, but Lord, I did it because you didn't have mercy that's <laughs> <laughs> even for me because sometimes it depends like you said on, on like your partner because sometimes when you're dealing with a narcissist all they're gonna do is try gaslight the shit out yeah. of you oh and my that God. I will not Having have an argument with and a narcissist is the fucking worst that's when I can't give you three yeah. minutes that one you know how you deal with a narcissist mm. you don't you just don't exactly you cut them exactly. out exactly I need, I need to, to know how to identify a narcissist <laughs> again there's so many videos online I swear to God yeah that, that's what we're supposed to do narcissists and uh, sociopaths Yes. yes. Like personality disorders, which are not mental yes. health disorders. Those are Narcissistic different. disorder okay. yes. and personality Yeah, disorder. personality disorders. Yeah. They're personality not the same disorder. as mental health disorders. Yes, yes, yes. So they're yes. much harder to deal with. Mm. And even harder to identify if you haven't dealt with one. Or you possibly have. I we, think we need to do I this. Think yes, I'm, we do. Uh, yeah. I, think, no, I might have, but I just didn't know. It's a narcissist. Am I, I was just like, I can't be a narcissist. Uh, trust me. This is the easiest way to tell a narcissist. Okay. When you're having a conversation or an argument with them, you feel the need to pull out your phone and record the conversation. Mm. Yes, mm, because they come back and say, Be- "I didn't, say, I didn't that. say that." Excellent oh, yes. manipulators. <laughs> yes. you will doubt your reality yes. at every go. You'll be like, even when you tell the story to a friend, you say, "Am I crazy?" Oh, you oh. have to like ask for reassurance. <laughs> yes. You are so right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, okay. I don't think I've dealt with a narcissist. Yeah, like that that extreme. But I've been in situations where I feel like I'm being gaslighted. And it's like, that's not what happened. Or that's not how I said it. So mm. it's like... It's actually a really heinous form mm. of abuse. It's, it's really it trivialized. We, we really... I can't wait for us to touch yeah. up on this. I'm actually following somebody on TikTok who is currently in therapy for his narcissism. So he talks about narcissists from... Oh, he's the, the narcissist. He's the narcissist. Oh, yeah, he's like, I have been diagnosed with narcissistic disorder. Oh, my I'm God. I'm currently in therapy for it. And then he, he gives tips and tricks on how to spot Overcome, a narcissist. Uh, yeah. Or oh, how wow. to... Yeah. There's also survivor pages for, like, narcissistic Because they say there's no... Well. Yeah, like, it's intense. Lord. It's intense. Mm. And they say there's no, like, you can't be cured of narcissism. No. So I, narcissists I don't think just so. have to stay alone forever or they date each other. Like what happens? A narcissist will always be attracted to an empath okay. because they're they, easier they, to control. Exactly. Exactly. Let me tell you. Our podcast of the week in conjunction with Africa Podfest today is two pesewas, and I hope I'm saying it right. It's a Ghanaian podcast, and it's hosted by Eddie and Peaches. Each week, the ladies discuss a range of issues from lowbrow to high, hot button headlines, music to discover and love, and the things that make you say WTF. If this is something that you want to tune into, please be sure to click on the link in the show notes below so that you can go directly to their podcast. Back to our podcast episode. You don't know me. Have you ever been in a public relationship? What's a public relationship? Like one where you post your partner's picture on... Oh, no, I haven't. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of deleting of pictures. Yeah, because that, that was going to be my question. How do you then reconcile with breaking up with somebody when your relationship has been so public? Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my second relationship, I did that rookie mistake. 21, you just, you know, it's, it's all like the, the cute Disney yeah. type of love. You know, then that shit went south. 
And I was like really very, very in love for sure. So I used to document everything. So obviously, naturally, when you delete everything off your Insta, people are going to notice. Mm -hmm. And then with that particular experience, uh, because it was quite a bad one, you know, I was also a little bit immature. So I would rant on my socials. Of course, yeah. You know, put it on my <laughs> stories. I feel like I was really immature. Where do you do that thing where you put up like complex posts so that people come subliminal. into your DMs? Yeah, subliminal <laughs> messaging. People come into your DMs like, oh, are what's you wrong? Okay? I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, yes, definitely. That's, that, that is me. Uh, <laughs> but I learned. I learned a very good lesson from that because that's how I used to deal with people that I was fighting with at the time. I just used to attack them on social media, which is now when I look mm. back at it, it's, just, it's it's a really cringe version of myself. But it's it's but a, isn't it's, it beautiful it's, that you know that? Yeah, mm. to deny my past is to deny myself. So I just have to claim that part of myself because that's how we got here. But I definitely would never recommend doing like the public breakup, like trying to slander someone, even if they've done like the worst things. Like I see this happening a lot on Insta, if you guys notice like where the elements of abuse in a relationship and then somebody like leaves and then they have to like out their partners and stuff like that. Mm. I guess I'll never dictate to a survivor what they should or shouldn't do or how they, you know, get their support. But I just feel like because social media is full of just really heinous characters, mm. it just isn't really helpful to post these things without like a really good support system unless yeah. it's like a private account yeah if it's like one where you have like 20k plus followers people just want to daku at this point mm, yeah. screenshots mm. they take them to i don't know who what whatsapp groups exactly mm. and and i feel like that actually hurts and dents your healing a little bit more yeah so yeah a private life is a happy life in yeah. my, i feel like yeah. that's a formula that can universally work i am learning this <laughs> 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 I just feel like genuinely. Let me tell you. So me, my thing works. is with private relationships <laughs> is if we can make good content together. Yeah, why not? Your yes. content creator. Okay, yes. that's another. And thing. also, my content you're both is celebrities based as well. on my life. Yeah, they don't even even my partner doesn't have to be um, somebody who's known. I actually have created content <laughs> with all my partners. Yeah. In fact, nice. I think it's the it's the dating like. Can you create content with me? Can we do podcasts and videos together and photos? And can I post them on my social, on my Instagram? Okay, tick. We can date. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean... Um, but why are you breaking up? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's important also why yeah, you're breaking yeah, up. To, to see the Because why are you cussing somebody if, if the reason you're breaking up is just, like, imagine we were just not gelling mm. or whatever, you or know? Maybe it just depends on, like, you see you guys have done the decoupling and you're mm. trying to do it in a healthy route. Then they're... There are people who just insist on violence till the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, and sometimes I think we do that. Yeah. Like that's because how you leave is what stays. You know, like yeah. How, how, wow. you, leave is what what, how you leave is what stays. Yeah. That's your takeaway. Oh my gosh, that's going on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think we like do that. Yesterday. We do that also because we're, we're not done, and we are trying to, to make the done come quicker. Yes, we're trying to actually convince or, ourselves that mm. this needs to be or done. Or procrastinate the dance so, to just not make it done. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go out there and you're just like, actually, you know, this is this. And, you know, people don't listen to you. It means this and this. Da, 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 da. You are trying to convince yourself. Yeah. You're trying to encourage yourself to leave the relationship. Because when you're done, imagine you're just done. Yeah, that's yeah, very true. You walk away. Mm. Like, like clean cut. But when, when you're not, that's, I guess, what those resentful emotions. And actually, Daniela, <laughs> is that... Um, how, like you were saying, having trouble leaving relationships. When you leave the relationship, had you already checked out? No. The most recent one, mm -hmm. I had not. 
And I was still holding out hope because the person's like, okay, going to therapy, doing the work. But it just wasn't resulting into what you'd expect it to. Mm. So I wasn't done until it really got to that really chaotic boiling point where like if I don't not get done, I might not survive this mentally. Like I probably won't come out of this Mm. like the same. But like I had to like choose myself and leave the other person behind to choose themselves. It was just better that way. So no, I, I wasn't done. Which is okay. probably why it was really painful. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Polo. What do you guys it's think okay. about... Um, yeah, Polo. It's okay. Are you friends? Actually, let's do that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing this. How many of your exes are you friends with? <sighs> Zero. <gasps> Zero. Actually, no, the first one, like, because he was a high school, like, sweetheart and yeah. everyone's moved the fuck on. Yeah, so when we say hi, we say hi. Yeah. Second one, actually... Not friends, but friendly acquaintances. Okay, yeah. Third one, no. Mm. Just That's you, the most recent. How, how, when did you guys break up? Uh, about two, two, three months ago. Okay, so it's still raw. Yeah, it's still pretty fresh. Yeah. So, yeah, that one just needs some breathing room. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, so I'm friends with all my exes except for one. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say this. When I was younger, I used to publicly say, like, I think it's okay to be friends with your exes and... You know, you don't have to have animosity. You don't need to carry that. Whatever. Learn your lesson and move on and Mm. keep them. If they want to be there, they're there. But nowadays, I don't really subscribe to that. Because when I did some introspection, I realized the reason I was staying friends with these people is because I still wanted to look I still wanted to, to be them to see me as nice, like mm. they br- like you mm. broke Mature, up, like, but like, but like, you know Jules this. was a dope chick. When he when he talks about mm. me, let's say we walk into a club and they're <sighs> there to control the narrative. Yes. Yeah, that, yes. I do that sometimes yes. subconsciously. So, so I'm like, let me just rise above. Even yes. if I'm not over it at all. <laughs> you have an image in your mind. You're yeah. like, oh, like I know I'm going them to, to bump. Hold on I'm to. going to bump into him on this day here because he's always here yeah but you want when he sees you when he turns back to his friends on the table he's he's like this chick she's a dope chick you know and i realized that's why i was keeping them there even though they hurt me and i didn't want them to be i didn't want to be friends with them really i just wanted them to think i'm I'm nice yeah so when i discovered that i was just like by the way fuck that like Mm -hmm. i need this space because what happens for me in my 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 exes it's like i've never been in a relationship where at we've broken up and then this person doesn't want to talk to me. They still, once in a while, be like, yeah, you okay? I'm just checking in and I'm still nice. Mm. But now if I'm not okay, I'm like, please just, I need not to have this conversation. I don't want you to contact me. And I did that with this one ex where we were on and off for like seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. And then the last time we were together, we really both thought that this was it. Mm -hmm. Because when we first started dating, we were very young. It was a very, you know, immature, tumultuous relationship. And then you grow and grow and it's the same person you've known since your youth. Uh, we're still youth legally but like since you're teens i'm not but (laughs) whatever yeah but then (laughs) i never used to understand things like you see how you just said i chose myself Mm. those are times you hear but then i never used to understand what that means Mm. practically like how is the choosing Mm. yourself done in the situation Mm. when you're in pain it's it's not a glamorous process yeah so after that breakup (laughs) i was like my nigga i've kept you in my life for almost a decade Mm. and I have been your friend. I've done the whole thing. You're not allowed in my space anymore. Mm. Like, imagine no. Which is mm. good. And which is valid as well. Yeah, and I could. I was unable to do that in the past with all my exes. Like, would mm. meet. You know, because you know, you in Nairobi mm. is the same circles. You go to a house party. He's there. And how did you meet? It's yeah. those circles anyway. And before I'd keep it friendly, but now I'll just be like, I might not give you an attitude, 
but I will not mm. allow you access to me. Yes. Yeah, likewise. Like, I, I don't have to be heinous about that's it. That's the blocking thing. That's why I do the blocking thing. Yeah, I'm likewise. just like, you're not allowed in my the space. The no contact yeah. is so important. Yeah. You know, the yeah. no sharing of spaces is also so important. Yes. Even with m- one of my exes, I was trying to break it off. Then they're like, you know what? I wish I chose, um, let's just call her girl X or something. Mm. I wish I chose girl X instead of you. And I was like, what? man, I wish you did too. Yeah. Like, Because then I wouldn't be going through yeah, this fucking like, shit. I was like, man, you know what, nigga? I wish you did too. Like, yeah. that's what I've been Do you know what he told me one time? This guy, he made a comment about my skin color. He's like, you're not necessarily my type, but I like you. Like, I like light-skinned girls. I can't. And I stayed. This was, I was young. I was like 23, 24. But we've all stayed through some bullshit. Yeah, and he was like, what would you do if you're really attracted to this kind of person? So, for example, cars. I'm just saying cars because you're light-skinned. Let's say you're attracted to cars, and he's mentioning somebody I know. But the person who you know is good for you is Jane. And I sat there, and then you see, if I'd say, are you talking about us? What it says, like, you see, you're just, you're an overthinker, you're sensitive, you're over-emotional. So I had to just swallow that is my That is a narcissist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a narcissist? Yes! Also, and he's kind of... Because that's gaslighting. Yeah. And undertones okay. of colorism, which are just the cousins of racism. That there is no undertoning okay. in that colorism. Yeah. It was loud and, and clear. In all colorism, my which is my the cousin of racism. Yeah. yeah. In basically. <laughs> colorism is the... Co- cousin of racism. racism. That's yeah. basically. Well, I disagree. Really? Yeah, I disagree. I... You might be right. Yeah, be right. I, I feel right. it is. Mm. You know? also, I mean, I think they're family friends. I think they're family. You're right. Actually, you're right. <laughs> they're cousins. <Yeah. laughs> they're definitely cousins. They're family yeah. friends. <laughs> There's no definitely. Yeah. So I never, ever, 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 ever had awareness about my skin color in a relationship until this guy. Oh. Like I didn't know. I'm. I, yes, I know I'm a dark skin woman, but I didn't know it was because we are. I mean, the majority of Kenyans are dark skin. So for me, I never felt like, you know. And, and I'm like, have you seen yourself? First of all, you're mahogany dark. <laughs> So oh, why again. why why is mine an issue? Exactly. I mean, let me tell you, this guy Project showed me things. Hate elsewhere. How long were you with him? Please. Eight years on and off. Jesus, motherfucking oh, Christ. Jesus. Oh. Yeah, eight years on and off. Oh, I pray. No, yeah, holy I'm so sorry <laughs> that. That's horrible. Yeah, from like 21, 22. And this is coming from an intimate partner. Like, that's yeah. horrible. There's something about that abuse that makes you stay. Because you, you have, feel like you have something to prove. To I was in a relationship even. with somebody who used to body shame me. Yeah. What? Likewise. Yeah. Body shame you, Cass? Yeah, by <laughs> yes. of all people. You know, yeah. Miss Paul Priestess. Yeah, like, you know, I can introduce you to my gym instructor. <gasps> and, like, you know, like, there's different things you can do they, about you. A small part of you considers it, right? Like, this like, you know, you just have <laughs> What do you mean considered it? I went to that gym instructor. <sighs> oh, my days. I went and I worked out. Do you think this guy dated me? Listen, after we, all of that, after all the shit that I <laughs> thought I was doing after because you went of to him, the gym. yeah, he was the way just I like, aspire to your your body first of all and your confidence, <laughs> your confidence in your everything. Thank I'm just you. like, Damn. but this is many Work. many years yes, later. Yes, yes, also, yes. many 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 years. And also later. age, age, yeah. age makes you go like I was uh, young and stupid. Right. Yeah, <laughs> since he's a narcissistic confessional, me, I was told I was stupid. Like, point blank. You are so like, far like, from fucking stupid. Like, Actually, do you understand that all of the things that we have been told, the three of us, yes. are literally not true the things that we we actually like they're are, not like, insulting right like right. you're a fucking beautiful woman jewel i am dark skin. i have no yeah. my intelligence was insulted by by saying it's non-existent the most it's eloquent like, person exactly you've been called stupid <laughs> yes, and you miss paul priestess yes who can do the most that's body shame it's it's interesting because they're all lies maybe we're literally fed lies and we and you know what and it's tapping been, into your insecurity not yeah. if, no no they're tapping into they, your power because they, they know that is your power ah, they can yeah. see that they're is trying your to power. make it into your an insecurity yes, yes your intelligence your, oh God, your you body positivity well, and me i'm very melanin queen whatever yes. and yes. i have no issues yeah with you it. are so it's like okay 
that is oh where that is where Atanishinda. Guys, are we discovering shit? <laughs> bro, bro, we've made history. We, we, we've so. broken the code. Seriously. Yeah. So listen. So basically, if you're with a narcissistic person, they tap into your power. power. They use that to manipulate you. Mm. To turn it into an insecurity. Yeah. So yes. it has less power. Yeah. Exactly. Fucking hey, <laughs> you guys! I'm mind blown. I am yeah. mind blown. Yeah, oh, nice yeah. job. Oh yeah. my gosh, you guys. Oh my god, I we're having an aha moment, guys. <laughs> this is a real <laughs> aha moment. Yeah. Just to give you um, a visual of in studio, we're like staring into space <laughs> as, we're, as we're making this statement. It's like wow. <laughs> I know. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> moving on. Speaking of narcissism, <laughs> my last friendship breakup was with a narcissist. Mm. And we were friends for a really, really long time. And we were inseparable. And the thing is, I realized after we broke up, it's funny because you realize after you break up that the person is a narcissist because you start yeah. to look back and True. be like, what were the things about that relationship that yeah. I was not comfortable or about? When you narrate it to someone else and then you realize how messed up it actually like is. Like right now, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I like didn't realize this guy was a narcissist. Until yeah. you just told it to us, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about um, friendships. What are your experiences? Jules, can you share an experience with a friendship breakup? Yeah. So I think I'm blessed when it comes to friendships. Mm. Like for me, I've always been the outside looking into people with healthy romantic relationships. I'm like, damn, how do they do that? And how come, it, you know, it just doesn't happen for me. But in terms of friendships, I think I have been blessed and lucky. I've never had, well, I've had one relationship breakup mm-hmm. in my life with this one girl who we were just like very, very, very close, joined at the hip almost. I don't know. Again, I might say things here, then you tell me, that's a narcissist, but like, I, <laughs> yeah. What happened? What the happened? narcissist police. <laughs> <laughs> I just started to notice over time. The last time we broke up, like I'd broken up with her before. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody does something, you're just like, I, I it was something stupid about a bill. And then she said something stupid fucked up and i was just like mm. this chick i used to feel oh because this was my issue th- that time like she always had drama around mm. her and she always used to use me as her like a sound of reason mm. and i and i love that because i'd be like but babe you can't be with this guy because da da da. and she was always having beef with men and her friendships but yeah. never with me mm. it was always like her other friends and i used to be like man that's crazy like me me and my girls like us were good mm. do we have issues yes but it's never it never goes to that place where you're just like this is a toxic friendship mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. but with this girl i remember observing that with her other friends mm. but as a person i loved her she was she was just i loved her i loved her but then once she kind of turned that vibe to me it was directed towards me and i was like nah brah you know people who you hang out with and then like you need a break yeah like you're with them for a whole week and mm. then you're like hey this weekend let me not call this babe because it's now we're going to sit for three hours spewing over this and that and that and that and then there's alcohol and it's just like i used to feel exhausted and then now the last time we broke up it was because like she'd just hold on to me when she's single yeah mm-hmm. but then she got a boyfriend and then now all of a sudden i i mean i'm like yo babe we had a plan on saturday she's like oh i'm sorry i have to do this with that and that and then when they're fighting it's, she'll come to me yeah. like this this time i was so sick i had a, a minor sleep disc mm-hmm. and i called her and i was just she was like oh you were supposed to come over tonight i'm like oh i can't i actually went to go see like you know i have to be in the bed until like do an mri da, 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 da. and i was at home for almost four days she never ever came to visit me or call him. We're just like five minutes apart. I mean, distance oh my wise. gosh. Then she had an issue with her man. I didn't know they had fought. Mm. So she's like, babe, I have to come see you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, pull up. So she came. And then now as soon as she got to my spot, she's like, first of all, ah, this guy, I would just see, like, what would you do if? And mm. I'm like, oh, so you're here because there's domains on that side. Mm. Somebody else joined that friendship. 
and mm. they were like jewels this chick is a no yeah. you know and when they were able to point out to me what is wrong in their friendship is when I was like actually this is not a healthy friendship there's a ca- argument we had she now like, like she she used something that i told her very very intimate mm. piece of information she and she was like it. yeah she was like but see that's why mm. you're you're like this because da, 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 da. and i was like what mm. like you don't bring my family into this into a beef to something mm. about me my family you know and i was just like i couldn't I didn't even have a comeback and me i'm the queen of comebacks mm-hmm. that conversation <laughs> ended like that mm. and i was like i cannot be somebody who when we're having an issue yeah. you bring up such Absolutely. a personal thing yeah. i have never just to uh, hurt uh, you. So yeah. now combine that with what um, this other person told me that like Jules no and then now uh, we had that altercation and then I was like okay also you also came to see me only because you had beef with your boyfriend mm. I just thought and I just stopped talking to her I thought about it I was you, like let me just Did you break up No I didn't How do come the we right don't thing break up with friends? because I'm scared of you know with a, with a partner me I'll be like I'm done it's over fuck off mm. but with a friend I get ah oh, it's scary so me I just I just pull away I just pulled away I was scared mm. of that confrontation and she's, she's also quick-witted eh? mm. i was scared i might say something she's like <laughs> she'll say something that will yeah, break that you just will break yeah. me yeah and i yeah, was just like this one have. let me just pull away and imagine she didn't ever, i think after that we never talked and she never even reached out i think she yeah. knew she fucked up yeah when she made that statement yeah. when we were arguing because after that i just went quiet and i was like okay let me just have another glass of wine and then i call my cab and i'm out yeah and it's been oh. many years now since mm. i spoke to since her then. yeah but i think about her a lot yeah <laughs> for yeah we do that with yeah. friends yeah. what about you mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've also had some instrumental themes in my life when it comes to <laughs> friends, to say the least. Honestly, I, I've had a, a similar experience. Mm. For me, uh, what's the pivotal turning point for some of my, the, the friendship breakups I've had, like, the really, like, um, outstanding ones have probably been two, and they'll do that thing where you have an argument or a disagreement, and then it's weaponizing personal things against you, or I want my shit back, or... You owe me 50 bob or something really silly what? and petty yeah. like that. I think when I, like, over now, 25, you start to be really intentional, especially during fights. You can't say certain, like, you really, espe- no, fights and then drinking. Mm. So for me, those are, like, the two combos. There's certain people, I think we talked about this outside. There's yeah. some people you, you can drink with, and there's some people you shouldn't drink <laughs> with, like, ever. Because <laughs> we call it demon time. <laughs> it's just like, there's a shift, you know. So for me, like, yeah, friendship breakups are difficult because there's also that element of they've known you so intimately. They know everything about you. So if you're dealing with a good person, that will stay with them even if you part ways. Yeah. But if you're dealing with a narcissistic friend, that shit is not going to... It's Everyone knows your shit already. They're going to vilify you. They're going to try hurt you. They're mm. going to ruin potential like business relationships, other relationships. Like it, It's really the worst kind of friendship breakup, for me at least, was mm. a little bit worse than a romantic relationship because that's somebody that, like, I think I shared this with you, Kaz, that one person, and I fell out with, who sent me a random WhatsApp message. Mm. I think I told you this, right, in the mm-hmm. studio. So this girl, I hadn't talked to her for a while, for years, years. I don't know how or who in the fuck gave her my number, but they did. And then she's like, so I know nothing is going right in your life. I was like, wait, what? I was like, my life is, is fine, but okay. <laughs> and I was like, what? Nothing's going right in your life, and that must be difficult for you. Everybody knows your shit, like, even with guys, and, like, I'm living a really good life, but I just want you to know that, like, I forgive you for everything you did in high school. Stop. And I'm like... I know, Wait, right? Uh, no, this is real. I I could not make this up. Like, I forgive you for everything you did to me in high school, and just know that 
I never talk shit about you. I just told people that you are a bad person. I was like, okay, okay. What's <laughs> and then so many so, things in that whole sentence. So, no, I don't know if she was lucid, if she was lit mm. or something, you know. And then she's like, yeah, my therapist encouraged me. It's like your your fucking therapist told you this was a good idea. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they Quit your therapist. Like, girl, change a new therapist, you know, because I just merely asked her, I was like, this is not receivable information. If you wanted to hash something out, mm. this is not the way to go about it. You don't condescendingly go about attacking my life without even knowing it. We've not talked for like, what, five years? Mm. And I'm just there thinking, wow, like you're such a representation of your own growth in life in general. Mm. So I was like, now we know where you are. It's been so long. There are so many ways that we could have hashed out whatever issues that we had, but you chose to randomly send me a message with a European number telling me this. And I'm just like, <sighs> that's when you know sometimes. Yeah. When you meet them again and they're still the same, you're like, I made the right decision. Yeah, yeah. and to be fair, sometimes yeah. these things, you know, they're just a reflection of who, where you were at as well. Yeah. Because exactly. Like a reminder, like, look where you came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because even it's like, why did you stay in that friendship for so mm -hmm. long? You're just like, eh. Given enough time to think about a text message like that, I would probably respond with, oh, so you still think about me. <laughs> yeah, right? Because she's like, yeah, because yeah. this is so simple. This, this young lady was like, you know, everybody knows your shit, but no one knows my shit. I'm like, the reason I don't know your shit is because I don't go inquiring about it. Like, I don't know anything about yeah. your life because I'm not deliberately trying to, like, and this sabotage how many you. Years? Like, almost four years of not talking oh to each other. Gosh. So, it's like, it feels like she thinks I'm, like, the same because she's still the same version, yeah. I feel. Maybe even slightly, even a little bit worse because considering that we've had so much time to grow mm. into ourselves. But I just told her, you know what? That's your process, like... You know, good luck to you. Like, yeah. there's nothing else. You can't argue with someone like that. I've just said noted with thanks. <laughs> <laughs> or be blessed. Respectfully. Be blessed. <laughs> but that's me. I get, yeah, but so, I get very passive aggressive. Yeah, but that's it's not so a good oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm, that's yeah, not a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't do that. Yeah. Don't but do it's that. scary to I mean, think that such individuals exist. I actually exist, don't or. mind passive aggressiveness, especially when needed. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes it's really needed to just put someone in their place when they're really going out of it. But this is somebody who, I, that one, I, I think, yeah. just leave that one alone. I don't think anything good would come out of even trying to be amicable either yeah. way. Yeah. Um, just release them with love. Yeah. yeah. I was, um, and I'm still hurting about this relationship. I had a really, really good friendship with this girl. We were literally inseparable. But before we broke up, she actually hooked up with somebody that I was seeing. So I started dating this girl. We had gone on our first date. Then my best friend came because like to join us later. It was like a really informal first date. Mm. Yeah. And then by the end of the night, the two of them were sitting in the back of the car making out. And then they ended up dating. So my relationship, my friendship with my friend at that point took paused. But yeah. I hurt so much because I lost my friend. And then I, my ego yeah. was hurting because, and it's not the like I had any lover. like, yeah, potential yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, obviously not because sh that's some dumb shit for you to do as well. I felt really bad. So how about that? I felt really bad. Me. So I went back to my friend and I was just like, I can't do my life without you. Yeah, yeah. So your person. Yeah. <coughs> so I was just like, I'm going to forgive you, even though you haven't apologized or come to ask me for forgiveness. I forgive you. <laughs> and then <laughs> Daniela, your face. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling all the feels. <laughs> yeah. And then the thing is, like, every time I tried to talk about that relationship, I was like, I forgive you, but I really want us to iron it out like mm. let's talk about it but every time i brought it up she would cry 
So then it would lead to me comforting her. Mm, So the second time that it happened, I had taken some friends, a couple friend over to her house. And because like we were kind of chatting, this couple and I, we were vibing. So we were talking about like threesomes or like, oh, what does the threesome look like to you? And just like we were vibing, we're proper vibing, right? And then I got very drunk at my best friend's house and I ended up falling asleep, like putting my head on on my hands Mm. on the table and falling asleep. While I was asleep, oh, I've been meaning to tell this story. (laughs) While I was asleep, she started hitting on the guy. And like, I wasn't really asleep. So I heard the conversation Mm. and it pissed me off because this happened after I forgave her for the first thing. And not too long. The gap in between wasn't long. So I was just like, fuck that shit. I actually just got up off the table. I got my bag and I left. Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck this shit. Oh my God. And then I forgave her. Again. Yeah, because I couldn't do life without her. Then um, we became friends again. As if nothing happened, we didn't talk about Mm. any of those incidents, nothing. And then some shit started to come up much later. And this is when I noticed that she was a narcissist because we were both dealing with really personal issues at the same time in our lives. But she wanted me to put my shit aside so that I could focus on hers. And I told her I can't because I'm dealing with this thing right now and I know you're dealing with it too but I can't be there for you because your trauma is pulling me into a dark depressive Mm. state and I can't stay and hash out your reality with you because I need to take care of myself and that for her was just like the end of the relationship that a fact that I can't give myself as much because she's always known me to give myself wholeheartedly into the relationship and the fact that I wasn't able to do this at that time for her she was just like fuck you the relationship is over And I was just like, okay. And that's the thing. I actively chose myself Mm. in that situation. And that didn't work out for her. Because you weren't abandoning yourself anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I had done that throughout our relationship. That's what she was relying on. That's what she was relying on. Exactly. And the one time that I wasn't able to come through for her, she was just like, fuck it. Like, I can't be in a friendship with you. And I was like, okay. Because I actually... She must. Yeah. But that breakup was hard. Mm. It feels heavy. What once it happened heavy. at the beginning of the pandemic? So in your own isolation with your own thoughts yeah. and feels. And oh my God, oh, everything. Everything. That's when I went on medication. Yeah. I think my friendships have by far a deeper impact mm. on my mental health than my relationships ever will. I've almost jumped off the ledge because of friends oh, so wow. many times mm. than I have because of lovers. Mm. <sighs> Deep sigh. Okay, so I mean, (laughs) one last round of questions. (laughs) Let's go. Business relationships. Do you have any experience breaking up with a business partner? I've been close. Like, I I don't want to, I don't think I can really give valuable input in this because I've never broken up with a business partner, but I've come close. Like where you feel like, man, these ways of working are very different. But I think a lot of these things happen, especially for co-founders, you know? It's known in business. Mm. You have a friend and you're like, let's do this thing together. It's an idea. You go in, there's no contracts. 
there is no clear hierarchy like who answers to what so you have decisions to make and you feel like you're the one who should be the last one they have the last word they feel they should have the last word mm. so actually this is a very interesting question how do you deal with running over 25 with so many people yeah. all with really strong personalities how yeah. do you manage that it has not been easy because going in we didn't go into over 25 saying oh we're going to do this thing and we're going to turn it into a business mm. for us it was just this is a creative outlet and then of course when the numbers came then the business opportunities came mm. um and we had to wade those waters like we've had you know fights business fights mm. like you know i don't think you should do this with this brand and then someone will say but it's not your brand mm. and i'm like but it is my brand cuz i started it but then it's like actually no julia it's not we are all equal contributors and they are those things happened but i think for us like again i think we are so blessed we'd have issues but then it's like there's so much love i have with these girls that even when there's a kabif somehow somehow by the grace of god we've managed to resolve it and resolve it well and some of these issues still linger to date like mm-hmm. from you know that time when you did this you know and you you feel like it's repeating and it, it can come up i may be having an issue maybe with with daniela or with kaz but then daniela is the voice of reason and that mm-hmm. helps a lot because mm-hmm. it's never like a three mm-hmm. against one So usually I'll have an issue with one person maybe how they addressed me with a certain thing business wise mm. and I'm like I don't appreciate that me this is my way of working you either get on board or you you jump off and there's no jumping off here mm. because at the end of the day w- this is what we decided we have these things we call barazas mm-hmm. where we sit and we are like now offload how you feel but then we have mm. a fifth person <coughs> who is a part of our group but not on over 25 and she's like a mediator mm. that helps we're able to just speak about how we are feeling towards certain things and then from there now we create structures. Mm-hmm. We're like now moving forward when it comes to creative decisions, the last person to say yes or no is Jules. When it mm-hmm. comes to money, the last person to say yes or no is Lona. When it mm-hmm. comes to this, admin it's Shiko. When it comes to like that like that, mm-hmm. to, we had to respect that and trust that if I'm handing this business bit to that this other person, the right they're going to do it because you know what happens is like you feel like they're not doing it the way you want. Yeah. But you see the way you want is not always the right way. 5 plus 5 is mm. 10 but so is 7 plus 3. Mm. But it's very hard to accept 7 plus 3 if all you have known is 5 plus 5 mm. and it has worked well. Mm. You understand? So I think what really helps is that underneath everything we have such a love for each other that's pure and genuine. Like I genuinely love those girls. Like mm. I I care about them. I care about where they're in life, how they're feeling, mm. not just how do we look in the public eye, you know? Mm. That that's not the driving force. The driving force is that these are my girls. There's one time we were having a karaoke and she goes like but you guys you know we are sisters and when mm. she said that everyone just went, everyone just calmed down she's our we call her mm. our coffee anan she everyone just calmed down it's like actually we are sisters eh? this is it's it's friendship before business yeah yeah i find it so interesting and i think it's just because i'm a soul i'm such a solo person who makes all the decisions mm. myself and i can't imagine sharing the power yeah. Yeah. it's <laughs> not easy because me that's how i am like you know because at the beginning i was running everything then as we started growing we didn't even know we were growing you understand it's like yeah. Jules edit Jules idea Jules location Jules camera Jules everything so me I was just like yeah I run this right mm. but then as it grows you can't do everything but you want to feel like you're done doing everything yeah. but imagine you can't it is not possible to do all that stuff by yourself but when somebody comes you have to accept that somebody is coming with their own method of working yeah and that is so hard it is hard. me I'll tell you wah 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 you know when you feel like over the five is your baby because me that's how I used to feel it was yeah but then I had to let that go and say it's ours we have the four girls and then we have this other baby we've created with its own personality yeah. called over 25 yes. it is not mine this is the thing we've created mm-hmm. over 25 is not just the four it's the four of us but there's another thing that mm-hmm. has manifested it's the five of you yes 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 so yeah. now when i started to look at it like that it's like you just kind of let go and you're like and yeah these are my sisters like 
you know, I, I trust that she's doing the right thing. And that's how we manage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Barazas and weekly meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, we don't do this thing of, let me call this one to discuss how this one has yeah, made yeah, me yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah, we, used, yeah. we used to do that. I mean, like we realized before over 25, we never used to have issues or fight. In fact, we did a TED talk about that. Mm-hmm. Before over 25, we never had domains. Mm. We're just like... TEDx. Oh, it was a TEDx. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> TEDx Parklands. Hey. <laughs> let me reiterate. TEDx. <laughs> yeah. In the TEDx stage, we talked about the evolution of friendship. So we just, it's like now, there's no gossiping. Mm-hmm. Like you might feel like you want to tell, like, oh, I don't like when she told the client this and I'd already decided to be like, nah, bruh, talk about it, mkiwaote. All of you yeah. when you're there, talk about it there. Because when you start doing that, we create clicks within. Yeah. And even if I can tell one friend something, maybe that friend even has no issue with this person you're talking about. But then yeah. all of a sudden, you, mm. you, your mentality starts changing and you start even suspecting yeah. or having negative feelings of, about their just way. Just based of, off of what somebody yeah, else has said. Yeah, and that's not yeah. fair. That's yeah, not that's fair. Really so not nowadays fair. we are just yeah. like, but they kona baraza and we have our weekly meetings. If you okay. have issues, you come and say, but the most important thing is that trusting that what they are doing mm. without your input is going to work. And if it doesn't work, we problem solve. You know what? I'm going to send mm. you radar. I think it would work really well for your baraza for the, meetings. Okay. I'll okay. send it to you just now. Mm. I'd love that. Yeah. Mm. Daniela? yeah no i think my current workplace is like super toxic honestly speaking the thing is it's just like a lot of like women working in the same space and you know if one person like falls out with someone then they can like change Mm. mentality very sheep like mentality which is really unfair because you start to like segregate from each other and then other people feel isolated or inherit enemies that are not particularly theirs like i'll give myself as an example falling out with one of the girls at my workspace you know it it was it was quite bad but i decided like i'm just gonna mature up level up because like i'm at work i have to you know i have to put my big girl boots on and deal with it and just be in her same space and you know unfortunately now because i have like two best friends who work with me in the same space so she's also equally as like mean to them or she's just like very passive aggressive and then that that same girl will influence our other work peers who I don't know very well so they just end up like not speaking to us or like not talking to us or not sitting with us they're just they're like okay it's just very like high school like mentality mm. there's a high school sorority <laughs> yeah so I was even thinking because like now one of my good friends suggested like yeah we should all have like a coffee date with like the operations manager and everyone where people can hash out because the one thing I've realized with the workspace I mean is that everyone i feel like including myself i'll call myself as like has brought personal shit to the office instead of just leaving it at the door and like doing your work so for for us it's just been a domino effect of like different falling outs for different reasons because i'm not the only one who's had drama been someone else who's had drama someone else has drama and then people feel the need to have allyship with the person who they feel like power resides with the most and it's mm. just a horrible horrible work dynamic For me, aside from now, the current one, another work experience I've had is also just like male-dominated industries and how that can really affect people because I've interned in in such spaces and oh, it is the worst. It is the worst, especially now when you can be labeled as like that intern or that that light-skinned person, you know, and then they just Mm. assume things about you automatically. Having to climb the ladder in, in, in like the media corporate world like that and having to navigate through it with integrity. It was very challenging. So, yeah, those are some of the work experiences that I've had. Mm. They haven't been really that great. Shakti has been great. Of course. <laughs> because we're all aligned, and it's female energy, and it's all divine yeah, and aligned. Exactly. That's why I really like Shakti would be like my, my baby. Ideal working mm. place. Yeah, my yeah. complete ideal working place. Mm. Energy, everything. Bosses are great. Everything is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but everything else has been a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I've only ever had one business partner. She was my best friend. <laughs> Let me tell you, I think I have broken up with all my best friends. Mm. Oh my gosh, I'm the common denominator. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> so um, our friendship kind of dwindled and then she pulled out of being my business partner. That was extremely painful. Mm. That's a relationship I'm still dealing with Grieving. the breakup over. Yeah, and mm. this is like maybe three or more going on four years of a breakup. I still have immense amounts of love for her and I know she feels the same way about me. But like, I am such a creative, such a right brain. And she took care of all the administrative work and the logistics. So when she left, I was like, how the fuck am I gonna do Yeah, this? I just like, I, I was thrown into the fire pit when she left. Mm. And I've learned how to do shit. And it feels like that's how a lot of people learn things mm. because of a necessity. Mm. I'm just like, I don't want that to be my portion. <laughs> you yeah. know, I really just like being the creative and then just like, you know, somebody else just dealing with the administrative stuff and blah, blah, blah. I really, really, really struggled. It took me about two years work-wise to try and figure out how to function. Mm. And what I learned was that I still was able to delegate because I have a, a team. So I was able to just say, okay, you can do this. Like I split the administrative work into different areas. I'm like, you focus on this part. You can focus on this part. And you can focus on this part, which kind of helped me continue to be the creative while I delegated aspects of the administrative work to people. But like, it was hard. Oof, that was painful. Yeah, I can imagine. Because mm. look at all those aspects. It's the friendship aspect that she yeah. threw into the fire pit. There's having to learn how to swim. And, and then in the this deep is end the one on your person own, in my you know? life that I begged. You know, you've heard, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it or have heard of people going back into relationships and begging them mm. to stay. I begged her mm -hmm. to stay my friend, one. I also begged her to stay my business, business partner, partner because I was like, if you don't want to be my friend, I can understand it, but I can separate relationship and, and business. business. I was like, please, I beg you, please just stay on as the business partner. And she was just like, nope. Mm. Deuces. Yeah, it seems a little bit like, hectic. Yeah. yeah. Are you, you, you guys now? talk now? Yeah, we do. We're civil. I mean, I really wish I had her in my life, honestly. I still, I love her immensely. Yeah, it's just one of um, those. Yeah, but yeah. I understand that, that she's going through her thing where she doesn't want, necessarily want me in her life, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, it's something that I'm learning to deal with rejection. Mm. Yeah, mm. Acceptance. Thing, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Nipsey, Nipsey said it best. We can only experience people, not possess them. So when people usually yeah. draw boundaries, I'm like, okay. Yeah, you have to release. and then I also have people in my life who are like, "No, you know, you invested so much in that relationship. You should really try and make it work." Mm. I'm like, you also invested so much in your marriage, but that's not working. I don't see you going yeah. back. Petty LaBelle checked it. <laughs> 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 well said. Yeah, sometimes it's the condescending comments from me. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, really, dude? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And see I know your what life. you mean. See your life. <laughs> see your life. I have something to add to this conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also have to remember that we also have toxic traits. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just like they, That's they true. the narcissists of them, the friends who did this, mm -hmm. even us ourselves. There's people out here in the world who are just like, yeah. I bet they're Jews. I can't do We're Jews. the villain in someone's yeah. story. Yeah. We are the villain in someone's story. Mm -hmm. um, true, true. And I think if you can figure out what your toxic traits are mm -hmm. and see where they stem from and work on them, I think that's a good yeah. starting place because no one is perfect. Yeah. Humility that's is true. the foundation. No, everyone everyone yeah. has 
some form of toxicity yeah. in them Absolutely. that's yeah. rooted in that something. Was, yeah. <coughs> but there are some people who don't road. allow that to dominate yeah. um, their disposition. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to figure that out. Yeah, that's mm. a, that was a learning curve for me, just knowing what my toxic traits are. Because there was a point where I was really... Like, t- like, no, like I, I did not blame anyone for not wanting to be in my space oh, yeah. at the time. But once I actually took real accountability for that and yeah. started to do the work, that was around 2017, though you're never really done doing the work, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like humility is just the foundation of higher intelligence. Like just knowing like, okay, this is why I need to chill out. This yeah. is what I can work on. You know, Absolutely. Death of yeah. the ego. Yeah, yeah, death, ego yeah death. that's something. Practice regular ego death. It, yeah. it really helps. Okay, yeah. interesting. Okay, so we really have to wrap up. We've been talking oh, yeah. for one and oh a half gosh. hours. Oh my gosh. I knew we wouldn't keep it to just an hour. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> but I think this conversation is going to be something that everybody is like completely loving. Mm-hmm. I, I think definitely we've touched on different aspects of people's lives that everyone has experienced in one way or another. Yeah. So thank you guys. Thank you for Th- having us. This has been so oh. much fun. Right? So Can I call you guys for like other podcast recordings and stuff? Girl, yes. Us, we already have our narcissistic cousin yeah, coming up yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Coming to a podcast <laughs> episode. It's narcissist. Narcissist police. Narcissist. <laughs> I can't wait. That's going to be fun. It's going to be fantastic. Okay. Thank you guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I want to show you places that I won't let nobody else see. I wanna hide I don't want nobody else seeing me naked But I risk it for you I want you to take it Cause I know I found something special So I just wanna Lay down my body And just expose myself to you Oh baby so Thank you so much for tuning in To our podcast episode Be sure to catch us next time Cause I want your love Will you give me love Make my dream a reality Cause I know I'm not gonna run around looking for something that's right in front